0: In the name of Jesus I want to start off You don't have to look there But you can note it down We quote, we quote it quite often We love this scripture here Jeremiah 29 11 I want to read out a message It says I know what I am doing I have it all planned out Plans to take care of you Not abandon you Plans to give you the future you hope for How many of you have a future you're hoping for? something you're believing God for. He says, I have it all planned out. He's, he's got everything prepared. And many times we see that, we wonder, well, where's it at? But how many of you know the Word says in 2 Corinthians 2.11, you don't have to turn there, but just write 2 Corinthians 2.11, it says, Paul says, at least Satan should get an advantage over us. But we are not ignorant concerning his devices. And if there's anybody who would want to stop what God has planned, it would be the enemy. He would want to stop God from being glorified in your life and you being able to testify that your dreams and your hopes have been established by Him. We have an enemy. The Word speaks often about the enemy and Satan. And I want to give you one example to start off with in Mark, in Luke chapter 13. Look with me first in Luke chapter 13. And let me show you something here. Because so so many times the devil lies to us and there's things that are happening that says there is no future, there is no hope. I want you to see something in Luke chapter 13, verse 10. We're learning the word, so Satan cannot have an advantage over us. Amen. I mean, the word says, give no place to the devil. And we're going to take that exactly as it says. Amen. But I want you to see in Luke 13, verse 10. And it says, now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And there was a woman who had a dis—I like this in the English standard. It says, "Who had a disabling spirit for eighteen years." Disabling spirit for eighteen years. She was bent over and not could fully straighten herself. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, "Woman, you are freed of your disability." And He laid His hands on her and immediately she was made straight and she glorified God. Verse 16, after all the hypocrites like Jesus called them was angry over this, He said, And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, who Satan's bound for... Satan, who is bound? Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. And He said these things all of His adversaries were put to shame and all the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by Him. A disabling spirit. How many of you know the enemy will try to come in with disabling spirit to try to stop you from receiving your future and your hope? One of the things I want you to see, because so many people, I've heard pe- many people say many times, Why is this this happening to me? Why do we need to know about deliverance? And what is this about casting out devils and dealing with evil spirits? Well, Jesus taught us here that Satan had bound this woman for 18 years. But not only that, he said, and we needed to listen, he said, this daughter of Abraham, so he said, this woman's got a covenant. But even though she had a covenant, she still was bound by the devil. Many people say, well, you know, I have a covenant. I shouldn't be going through this. Well, this woman, and then the Lord just reminded me, every person in Jesus' day that got a miracle, everyone except the satyrian, the romans, and the uh, Samarian, samaritans, all of them were Jews and they all were people of the covenant, but yet the miracles were done over people of the covenant. And enemy comes, that even though you say, I have a covenant, I shouldn't be going through these things, we're going to go through things. Even Jesus says, you will go through things in this life. But be of good cheer because I've overcome them. But the enemy will try to come in with a disabling spirit and try to disable your marriage, disable your finances, disable your life, disable you from even believing that you can partake of the goodness of God. He said this woman has bound her. That word bound speaks of paralyzed. Has paralyzed her, has incarcerated her, Has has robbed from her 18 years of her life. Maybe you've been going through something for a number of years, but I say, it's, I say, in the name of Jesus, it's time for whatever it's been, whatever it's been disabling you and coming against you, it's got to stop today in the name of Jesus. We will not, We're going to learn how to deal with these things in the name of Jesus, that it will no longer disable you from going forward to what God has for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now look with me in Mark chapter nineteen. I'm sorry, Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. We sing that song. Everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a song about when love came down and broke our freedom. Broke our bondages. How many know who the sun sets free is free indeed? How many know He wants you to be free? In every area of your life. In your mind. He doesn't want anything holding you back and disabling you from being able to go forward to what God has planned for you. And I want you to see in Mark chapter 9, and I want to take some words here and just share with you what I feel God put in my heart. In verse 17 it says, And then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit, a demonic spirit. And wherever it seizes him, it throws him down and he foams at the mouth, gnashing his teeth and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. He answered him and said, "O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him and he fell on the ground, wallowed and foaming at the mouth. And he asked his father, listen, Jesus knew already because he would speak things over people's life already in their life. And he knew it through the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge. But he said something for you and I to pay attention to. He asked the Father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And often he was thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. To destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help my belief. And when Jesus saw that the people were running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter in him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly and came out of him and he became as one dead. So many said he is dead, but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And when he had come into the house, his disciple asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, "This kind can come out by nothing but by prayer and fasting. This kind, the title of my message today is this kind. Have you ever had that type, that kind, that addiction that you just felt like you couldn't break? This kind of mind-bottling attack on my mind that when will I ever be able to get rid of these thoughts? This kind that just keeps to, seems to keep drawing, pulling you down, and trying to cause you to live a life of shame, and, and expecting that nothing good is going to come out of your life. This kind that just keeps tormenting you. This kind that just seems like it's, if you don't have a pain in your shoulder, you have a pain in your knee, or a pain in your chest, or a pain in, in your head, or these migraines. This kind that just seems to continue coming over and over again. And Jesus said, this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. And the disciples could not... Cast it out. How many of you know there are many different levels of warfare? In Ephesians chapter 6. Let's go ahead and look there. Look with me in Ephesians chapter 6. and let me, let's, let's look at this. Some of you know this message by heart. Others it may be new, but we need to see it in the Word. Ephesians chapter 6. He says this kind, this level of warfare comes out only by prayer and fasting. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. This is the Living Bible. A final word. Be strong in the Lord. The enemy may seem like he's strong in some areas of your life, but Paul's saying you be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood, enemies, humans, but against evil rulers. Here's the different levels of warfare. Evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, he says, put on all the armor of God so that you can stand. And it says in verse 18, pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers. This kind say this kind. It says stand against that word. Stand against is the the word against is the word cross, and that word cross means that you that that's a uh, that was a military word where you face your enemy and you step forward. For we're not fighting flesh and blood. We don't want to go get in somebody's face because they're not our problem. It's the spirit that's operating through them, which is the problem. That thing which is trying to bombard my mind and make me feel like I'm going to lose and I just want to die and I'm not going to make it and the things are not going to change is those demonic powers, different levels of warfare. And I want to tell you something. There's a lot of teaching you hear on TV about these preachers saying, you know, you're great. I mean, you're a winner. You're a champion. And they just talk about how good you are. But I want to tell you something. You are good now that you're in Christ Jesus. But I've got to tell you the truth. There's a lot of people who say, oh, I'm a champion. I'm great. I am perfect. Perfect. But I want to tell you something. If you got bondages in your life, it's not enough confessing, I am a champion. You need to do some fasting and some praying until that kind is out of your life. Don't don't go around just thinking, everything has to be sugar-coated, and I want to hear messages that tell me how wonderful and how great I am. He is the Lord, and He is ready to be praised. And what fasting and prayer is about is I humble myself before a mighty God. I'm tired of all this sugar-coated stuff just making everybody feel good. If you've got a devil, you need to deal with it. If you've got some type of bondage, you've got to deal with it. Well, I'm going to take my son over here and see if you can get him out. I'm going to take my son and see if you can get him out. You need to fast and pray. One thing I'm going to show in the Word of God, all through the Bible, God called everyone to fasting and praying. Well, you know, the pastor, we pay him to fast and pray. Jesus fasted and prayed. So let's take him to Jesus. Yeah, let's take him to Jesus. But the Word teaches that even the children are supposed to fast. So many times I hear in the body of Christ, and God is raising up a new type. He is raising up a new type of believers this day. This is the day of the third generation. This is the year of the third day. And that's what I feel that God is trying to say this time that we understand. If we're going to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might, we've got to be consistent in prayer. But also, we've got to learn to live a fasted life. Because we go from church to church, counselor to counselor, book to book, tape to tape, you name it. We're trying everything we can. This kind. You know the kind you've had since you were a kid? Jesus asked, how long have you been this way? How long has He been this way? Since a child?" Another translation says since he was a baby. He's been this way since he was a baby. How many of you know, the longer we are addicted or practicing something, the harder it is to break it. The longer it's been around, even the more accustomed we've gotten to have it around. The more our conscience, as Paul says, has been seared, so there's not even the guilt of practicing it because it's been around so long. This kind. And today, what I want to share with you out of the Word of God is that this kind is getting out of here. and Out of your life. Out of your marriage. Out of your children. In the name of Jesus. This kind. This kind. This kind. You know that kind that keeps pulling you down. You know that kind that you... Go two, three days without doing something. All of a sudden you're doing it again. And you go, I need pastor to pray for me. Or, you know, I've been to Brother Shane and Brother Jake. But something hasn't happened. So I need pastor to pray for me. And then pastor prays for me and it still doesn't change. So uh, who's the next guest speaker? Maybe they can pray for me. Or maybe I can go here. Or maybe I can go there. Maybe you need to go in the closet. Maybe you need to fast. And maybe you need to pray. Because this kind, this kind... From my childhood. Well, you know, I saw something when I was a kid and I can't get those images out of my head. This kind only comes out through prayer and fasting. Well, you know, I saw some things I shouldn't have seen and my mom and dad took me to a drive-in and I saw some things. And now I have this bad problem with lust. And now I have this real bad problem with women or men. And, and now, you know, this happened to me. And now this is going on in my life. This kind. This kind. This kind. You know, my family's always had a spirit of poverty. My spirit, my family's always had a spirit of depression. I remember growing up, all I ever saw was my mom being depressed, and we had to do all the cleaning, and we had to do everything in the home because mama just wouldn't want to get out of the bed because she was always depressed. And now I'm finding myself feeling the same way. This kind comes out by prayer and fasting. Are you following me here today? Jesus said, "How long has this been? How long has He been this way to get our attention? Pay attention." That the things from childhood sometimes are some of the deepest rootest, deepest rooted things in our lives that we've got to uproot. The Word of God talks about uprooting. And sometimes I've got to fast and pray. Till when? Till it's gone. But it hasn't left yet. Be strong in the Lord. The power of His might. You're on a different level. So a different level speaks of different means. Different level, write this down, a different level means I might need to do more than what I'm doing. Let me just, can can I just continue being truthful? Doing more means, you may need to come to church on Sunday night sometimes. When we're preaching like tonight on people get ready, Jesus is coming. You might need to come on Wednesday night when we're doing discipleship. Or you may need to come on Tuesday night for intercession. Or you may need to do some intercession and some praying in your house. Or you may need to do some fasting. But this kind, Jesus said it, it's the words of Christ. This kind can only be removed. This disabling spirit, this spirit of destruction can only be removed by prayer and fasting. Let me share something else with you. It says He brought His child with Him. How many of you know we're dealing with things we've never dealt with before? When I was in Argentina for 14 years, I never dealt with kids cutting themselves. Like we've had here. There's bulimia. There's all these different things that kids at a young age, sex at 8, 9, 10 years old. And you know, youth pastors, children's pastors... They have a job that they cannot do in the natural. It will take the supernatural power of God. And thank God, we've got the Xboxes, we have the PlayStation, we have the pool table. We've got all these games. But let me share something with you. The games are not going to set my child free. Can you do something with my child? I brought them to your disciples and they gave them a good lesson and we played some Xbox. And we had a hallelujah time, but my kid is still cutting herself. Pray for these guys. Different ministries who are battling and coming up against things. That there is music, and there are there are movies and there are things that are stirring up demonic forces, and these kids are wondering why am I going through these things? This type comes not but out my prayer and fasting. I fast for my kids, but I teach them to fast too. Brand all my kids fast, but Brandon fasts more than anybody else, my middle son who was hit of autism. And he fasts his, uh Xbox and PlayStation, he fasts TV, and he fasts a computer, all three at the same time. He just got off of a fast. He'll just make a decision to fast. And as long as I see that, I know there's a, there's a being strong in the power of God's might. And there's something on the inside of him. I, I, I didn't stay autistic because there was a warrior on the inside. I'm not going to stay this way and I'm not going to stay that way. The, the word fasting means to pull away from. So I can get intimate with. To pull away from. And there are different things we fast. For example, you know we fast food. Everybody knows about the food fast. But there's also the time fast. Fasting time to be with God. There's also, as you know, the intimacy fast between a husband and a wife it says before a wife or a husband goes on a fast and and they're not going to have intimate time they have to be in agreement you know before they got saved it was asp- it was the headache's fault now that they're super spiritual it's the fasting's fault but got, you got you've got to get an agreement over that there's so many different things to fast You've got to seek God in the Spirit, what you can do. Now, if you work out in the heat and you work hard, I know you do, you may not be able to fast food or or different things like that, but there is something you can fast. TV, Internet, whirling music, whatever it may be. But listen, you say, well, why do I have to do all that? This kind. The kind you're complaining about. The kind that keeps breaking you down. The kind that keeps trying to disable you. The kind that keeps trying to belittle you. The kind that keeps on pulling you down. The kind that keeps wearing things out. I fast for my wife. My wife fast for me. We fast for our children. You, cast it I'm out on my child. And the Spirit may be saying, you need a fast for your child. We don't have a happy marriage. We need counseling. You might need a fast for your marriage. You mean it's gotten to that? This kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. How many of you have that written in your Bible? Amen. This kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. Again, stepping forward, facing someone as David did the giant. How many of you know the disciples? You can read in in Luke 9 verse 1. The disciples were given power over all the power of the enemy. And you can read in verse 10 that they came back and they were rejoicing. And they said, all the devils respond to your name and obey what we command them to do in your name. How many of these disciples who couldn't cast out the devil, they've already had some experience in casting out devils, but they had not experienced one to this level. Well, we're facing this day, we're facing things at another level. Our children are facing things and fights and wars at a different level that we have our, our marriages. Our marriages, our finances, our own peace is being attacked at a different level. And so they've had some type of victory, but this kind, we've got to come and work on it and break it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. How many know we're going to do that? Amen. Since he was a child, addiction problems, problems that we wrestle with most of our life. And you know what? I've been in the ministry long enough since 81 to know what you're wrestling with you really don't want. And the Lord wants you to know there is hope. What you are wrestling with and what you have been wrestling with, whatever it is. The enemy has caused you to live in shame because of. it. the Lord, wants you to, the Lord is saying, I love you and I want to free you from it. I heard something on TV the other day and it just moved me. And I looked it up and I thought, Lord, I want this motto for the church. This is the the, uh, message on the Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty said uh, on there, it's inscribed, Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. The wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, the tempest tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Is that prophetic or is that prophetic? Yes, I heard it on a history channel and I've I got to have that written down. I, I made some copies. I have to have it everywhere. Give me your tired and your poor. That's what the cry of the Holy Spirit is to you. You're tired of wrestling with that? It's caused you to go down into a pool of poverty. seems like huddle masses. I'm, I want to be free. Send me these. I don't care how long you've fought. I don't care how long it's been a part of your life. It might have been something that you've been wrestling with since a child. But I want to break it in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit wants to free you and cause you to experience freedom in areas of your life that you've never experienced before. He wants you singing to a new song. He wants you lifting up your head and being able to look in others' eyes like you've never had before. Because that thing that has been bottling you since a child is now gone in the name of Jesus. But this kind only goes through prayer and fasting. This kind only comes out through prayer and fasting. Amen. Higher level means don't give up, don't quit, keep believing God. A higher level of the word, a higher level of prayer and fasting. The word fasting means to pull away from the things of this world. You can read in, I'll just give you these. You can read in Joel chapter 2, verses 12 through 28. This is the fast. Joel 2, 12 through 28. Calling the kids, calling the mamas, the dads, everyone, the politicians to a fast. Joel 2, 12 through 28. Also, one of my favorite, Isaiah 58, 6, 8, and 9 through 11. Isaiah 58:6, 8, 9, and 11. He says, this is the fast that I've chosen. To loose the burdens. To break the bondages. Say, break the bondages. Break. break the bondages. You see, a lot of times I even have friends who tell me, I don't want to hear about casting devils out. I don't want to hear about that spiritual warfare stuff. But that's exactly what's wrong with the world today in the church. As long as it's, about all, as long as it's edification and encouragement. As long as you don't go there. Preacher, don't go there. I don't have no devil. I've been addicted for 18 years, but I don't have no devil. (laughs) I find myself on the floor of the night, but I don't have no devil. You know that reoccurring anger? It comes over me, and I don't know what to do. Spirit of anger. I forget myself, and I don't even remember what I said. And I've been that way since a child. Pride. We, we come from a prideful family.
1: Well, get rid of it.
0: Yeah, but we got German blood. Well, hell to Hitler. Well, I got Native American blood. I do too. Until so I got the blood of Come on. The devil's not going to disable me. He's going to I'm going to disable him through the word of my mouth, through the testimony of the word and the blood of his power. Amen, church. Fasting. In Elijah's day, they were fat they were sacrificing children. That they were all kind of sexual immorality. Israel had all gone all the way to the devil and he started fasting and praying and he got between them and says, who are you going to choose? And he got that sacrifice built up. And how many of you know he was able to tear down the altars of Baal because of the spirit of fasting that came upon him? Listen, Moses got a hold of Joshua, which means the Lord is my salvation. Elijah put his man upon Elisha, which means the Lord is my salvation. And John the Baptist proclaimed about Jesus, which means the Lord is my salvation. All three of them. They were fasting men, praying that the Lord will come in as a salvation. And listen to this. I'm going I'm to tell you right now in the authority of the name of Jesus. Because the devil lies. I, I've, I've, I've been there too. or the devil's lying saying, yeah, but you, the devil tells you, you're not coming out of that. You're not going to be able to beat it. You're not going to be able to come out of that. I'm going to tell you something. Do you know that the devil met Moses and the children of Israel in the wilderness? And they had the book of Deuteronomy and and they died in the wilderness. Do you know that all three temptations of Christ, Christ defeated Satan in the wilderness with the book of Deuteronomy? What Moses and the Israelites could not do, Jesus was able to do with the same book. And what others before you were not able to do, with the same book and the same promise and the same truth, you're going to be able to do what somebody in your family hasn't been able to do before. Well, you know, my dad, my dad died, and he never beat that alcohol, he never beat the drugs, he never beat the fooling around. My my, the, my kids, that I see this, I see that, and the other. But listen. You're going to beat it in the name of Jesus. This kind is going to go and you are going to be free in your spirit and in your soul and your mind in the name of Jesus. Don't let the devil tell you just because somebody else wasn't able to break it, you're not going to be able to break it. Don't buy the lie of the enemy just because somebody else didn't get healed and died. Don't mean that God is still not the healer and He's not able to heal you and provide for you. What didn't work for somebody else, don't take it that it's your future. He says, I have a future and a hope. And whatever has been trying to disable you, discourage you, defeat you, keep you down, keep you underneath the feet of the devil, keep you down by a demonic spirit. There's a spirit of truth and an anointing that is wanting to come upon you through prayer and fasting to where fasting means pulling away but prayer means more intimacy with God. What Jesus says, you see this child? You see this level of demonic activity? You see what this Kid uh, is going through all of these years. you see this woman who has been bound for eighteen years. you see the you see what the devil has been doing to these. It comes through pulling away from the world and getting intimate with me, pulling away from the world, pulling away from friends, pulling away from different things that are bringing you down and keeping you away from being more intimate with God. The woman with the alabaster box machine. Gave what she never gave before. It brought Jesus, the Deliverer, on the scene. And intimacy with God, the prayer will turn you into not only a prayer warrior, but a worshiper. That will bring Jesus on the scene and bring deliverance in your life. Amen? Amen? Prayer, intimacy, dealing with God. You're going to make it this time. You're going to see the freedom. But as I read that to you, that's on the Statue of Liberty. This is what I want to end with this challenge with you before church. They brought this child to the disciples. And the disciples weren't able to deliver him. I believe God is calling us to be a church of fasting and prayer. A church, not just a ministry, but a body of fasters and prayers. I want to encourage those who say, you know, I've retired now. I want to encourage you to enlist into the army of the Lord in being a prayer warrior and a faster. You know, I don't have nothing to do. You know, uh, you're growing your tomatoes, and all that. That's fine. But how about getting on your knees and fighting with the devil, praying over this city? Because you know what? I want a sign like it's on the Statue of Liberty. Bring your tired, bring your children that are possessed, bring your marriages that are broken, bring the failures of your life. We don't go. Come, because we want to be a church. That takes on the challenge. You hear me, Jake? We take on the challenge. Well, you know, I've been here and there. I've never been able to get free from it. Well, look, we're going to fast and pray. We're going to believe God with you fasting and praying. You are going to get free from it in Jesus' name. We're going to take on the challenge. You know what I desire this church to be? I desire this church to be a bunch of rambos.
1: You see the rambos?
0: (laughs) You see, he walked like this Oh, I'm all buffed. You heard about the bodybuilder who went to Africa? And he was just huge. And the chief says, what do you do with all that? So he put on a little demonstration. He says, well, I see that you can make them do different things. But really, what can you do? Can, are you a good hunter? Are you a good farmer? You got all their muscles. What can you do? He says, I just showed you everything I can do.
1: <laughs>
0: he says, you ain't got much. Well, you know what? I want God to raise up. Rambo was always saying, there's POWs in there. Well, let's go get them. There's hurting people over there. Well, let's go get them. There's people in need over there. Well, let's go get them. You see, when we're, we're, getting, we're pulling away from the world and we get intimate with God, we start feeling more of the heart of God and we start seeing, man, those precious people in, in the hospital, those precious people you know, at their home, they need a phone call, they need some groceries, those people who are going through this, that that couple at church, they seem so distant and nobody's going to talk to them, so you know I guess they just want to be left alone you better pray and get intimate with God, you need to get the heart of God, just because they may be distant and maybe they think they want to be left alone, you need to understand, I've got to get close and tell them, look, we love you we're so glad that you're at your church uh, I, I'm, I'm not the pastor, but I I want to welcome you here and, and I just want to pray with you. I want to know if you have any needs. I mean, when we start fasting and praying and pulling away and getting close to God, we start feeling what's on the heart of God. We start feeling that way for people. And then a boldness comes on you. And you go, I want to help that person. I want to help that person. I want to minister to that person i want to see that person set free i 'm going to fast and pray for my child i 'm going to walk i 'm gonna against that cross i 'm going to face and go towards that kid 's bedroom and, and and their and their job my my wife's uh place on my husband's side of the bed and I want to lay my hands and I want to claim the peace that passes all understanding right now that when my husband it's three o'clock in the morning he's not home yet but I pray in the name of Jesus an anointing upon these sheets that he's going to lay on these sheets and he's going to dream, have dreams about hell every night till he gets saved. Lord, I pray right now. Yeah. Yeah. You said that I can send devils out to the dry places. I send devils to these sheets right here. (laughs) I pray that he lays down tonight and he sees a hundred demons. And they're all coming for him and he feels them bringing them down deeper into hell and the fire is getting... I pray he sees hell tonight. I'm not praying for a vision of heaven. He ain't ready for that. I'm praying for a vision of hell in Jesus' name! Wake him up! Wake him up! How I many you know He wants us to take on the tough cases? This kind, the tough cases. This kind, the tough cases. This kind, the tough cases. This kind, the cases nobody wants. This kind that just doesn't seem to fit right with, with, with the public or with people today. This kind, the tough cases. with their color is all different color. Hair is all different colors. They walk a little different. Oh, in the name of Jesus. (laughs) The tough kind, this kind, come out by prayer and fasting. Amen, church. I'm not satisfied with the small victories anymore. We want the the life of Christ. You know, Youngie Cho has a church of 800,000 members. But you know, when God called him to the ministry, he was dying of leukemia. And somebody was led to his door and led him to Christ at his door. He got into the ministry, preached in an old tent with holes in it, with old mattresses on the floor. And he started praying, believing God. He went to his church. And for a whole year, he did not leave the church building. He shut himself up in the church for a year, fasting and praying. He would preach and blood would run down into his shoes for fasting so much. But he kept believing God. Lord, I want the biggest church in the world. I want the biggest church in the world. And he's got the biggest church. 800,000 people. But he was willing to pay the price. But you know how he did it? With others joining in the same type of prayer and fasting. Trying to encourage today, we've got to become a church that fast and pray. That pull away from the things of this world and get close. To God. Amen? Amen. Fasting. Believe in God for the extraordinary. Fasting for our city. Our children. Broken marriages. And do you know what? He says this time goes by prayer and fasting. That means paying the price. To see those people go free. Paying the price. To see those people go free. How many are ready for that? Amen. He said if you ask. It will be given. If you seek. You shall find. If you knock, it shall open. If you give, you shall receive. That's what intimacy with God is going to do through you and I. Amen. Let's stand on our feet.